Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It is now the Recreate Podcast. Spitballing. <laughs> it's just spitballing. Um, I'm here to chat with my co-host Jason Evans and my co-host Kyle Lee and then my final co-host Chris Ainsworth. Producer Chris. Producer Chris. He's I'm our producer. He's not a co-host. I'm not a host. Well, I use so he's the one who makes this ship He run. can host. I'm just here. <laughs> Perfect. Um, cool. So let's talk. I'm still what do you here. want to talk about, Phoenix. We're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk about um, the church. What about it? We're gonna talk about how bad it is. <laughs> 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 I really. I'm. So this is why I don't think we can put it out on on this platform. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what do you what do you mean? It's got to be more specific. Do you mean that. bad like Michael Jackson? Like <laughs> yeah. the song like, bad or bad like, like Michael ding, Jackson? Ding, bad ding, like the Catholic ding, Church or like bad like. Uh, <laughs> No, let's just let's just talk about the church. Not how bad it is. You guys are doing your best, maybe. Our best. I don't think all churches are bad. I'll say that. Yeah, churches aren't bad. All churches. Well, <laughs> I stand by what I said. Anyways, <laughs> if my job's on the line, it's on the line. What's a drob? <laughs> I've been here for I two. I have a small mouth. <laughs> I've been here for two hours now, so I'm uh, I'm just fast and loose with the it's comments. Just, everything's just coming. <laughs> Let's didn't eat any breakfast except for that peach Red Bull. That's exciting. <laughs> I got Twix? you this as a gift. How <laughs> and you're dare re-gifting. you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm re-gifting it. Well, what about it though? I mean, what? Yeah, what about I feel it? Like you had a. An intention. I mean, you. I was. I was just basically. What? It, let me rephrase that. What have you seen that concerns you specifically? Everything. As a young. Yeah. As a young Gen Xer. Gen Z. Gen Zennial. Zoomer. Gen Zennial. Zoomer. Is that what we're called now? Really? Yeah. Because I am a Zoomer. No, it was even before. It was prophetic. They called them Zoomers before this year. Interesting. Wow. Makes so like sense. what I mean, you know, so the greatest generation. I, I think I, what kind of kicked off humble. this idea of doing a bonus episode was Kyle read a, a social post about someone saying that a whole generation will be lost to the church. Yes. No. So our, our witness, our witness, will be yeah, our witness will be lost. So that the church will be lost. But, you know, so what how do you feel about that? I mean, you're our resident uh, Zoomer here. So I think he's right. I don't think it's necessarily my generation. I think it's the generation below me. Yeah. Like maybe uh, like my sister, my old sister's generation, which she's Gen Z strictly, but but yeah, they gone. You're not? No, I'm no, I'm a Zoomer. I'm a Gen. I'm a millennial, and I'm right on the line of millennial you can't and be both. You have to Gen pay. Z. Uh, wrong. You're not a millennial. It's 2020. I can be whatever I want to be. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just I thought we should talk about that quote that Kyle read. Which one? No, the first one. Because you want to talk about it more. Yeah, how she had been hurt by the church and irreparably, like un unrepairably, mm-hmm. and so just the doubling down of the wrong things. Yeah. I agree. I think you could sum up 2020 for me, and this isn't an original take by me, but it's just like the uh, inheritance of the evangelical church um, for the past 30, 40 years, um, ever since they started. They, I mean, they co-opted the, the conservative political movement mm-hmm. and said that this is what it means to be a Christian in America back in the 70s, and then 
big time when Ronald Reagan came into mm-hmm. power or to office. And uh, uh, you said it right well, the first yeah, time. It is, yeah. But um, and I think what what the way that um, homosexuals were treated back then by the church, the way that um, black people were treated by the church, the way or minorities just in general, just all these things that back then it was just it was just handled so unlovingly and so badly that it all comes to head. And now it's the ultimate extreme other side. So when you talk about like gender identity and sexual identity and all these crises that are going on within young people, within their mind, within their mental health. And um, you talk about the racial injustice that's going on. It's all, it's not, because of something recent but instead it is mm-hmm. the church has been it's what they've cultivated for themselves mm-hmm. a world yeah. that they live in is made by them like they uh perfected the cancel culture back in the day mm-hmm. and now that it's widespread even outside of the church's walls they're like well that's not fair you know mm-hmm. anyways i think that's why they've lost a whole generation because it's too late mm-hmm. like when all the everything with George Floyd was happening in Black Lives Matter and then <clears throat> um what else what what else did you say oh like in the whole LGBTQ movement i think the church lost their voice cuz they said they haven't said anything and it's too late so they're speaking up this year but this stuff has been happening like you said since the 70s and before oh, that. that oh yeah 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 and they haven't they haven't ever said anything so it's too late of course they've lost a whole generation they haven't said anything <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I tend to be a cynical person, and the one area where I have hope is in the church, just because I know it's going to be here long after I'm gone, um, because it's it stood the test of time, and I truly believe that, you know, <laughs> the Scripture is true. Um, so, like, it's the one place I have hope, but I don't have hope in what we call church today. Yeah, it makes you, like, there's mm-hmm. going to be all these, like, factions, and there already yeah. is, you know, but it's like, what is the fracturing, like... Yeah. It's just like an end game, you know, all the alternate universes that they uh, create. And it's like <laughs> by the time heist, the time heist. Yes. Yeah. Um, but what is I don't know. That's I think that's the confusion. Like, yeah, people say, well, the church church is going to last. It don't matter no matter yeah. what we're, church is still going to be around. And I think they're thinking of their particular Sunday ex- church experience. Yep. And mm-hmm. it's like. That's not it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And that's, I mean, that's for me, that's Kyle and I, you've talked, we've talked about this, but that's the journey I've been on for the last six or seven years, just in terms of being able to see that like the the big C church, this global movement is what will never end. Like it's, you know, it will be here. And when Jesus returns and makes all things new, like that's like that church is always going to survive. But yeah, like what we, what we tend to call our Sunday gatherings or, or whatever, that's, I, I think we're in a legitimate pivot point where what a lot of us have grown up with knowing church to be may not be, you know, by the time our life is over. Um, it may it may have shifted that drastically, that what we recognize as church, we may not be able to recognize anymore. And I don't say that negatively. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I, it's a hopeful thing. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's, there's hope in that. And because um, I, I just do, I, I, it's not to say every church is doing everything wrong. I said, I don't know if, you read it, Kyler, last night. I sent you an article of an interview with a, uh, it's an evangelical pastor, but it's a New York Times article. And this New York Times writer is just, I, I guess they do this like once a year kind of banter back and forth. 
And like I read through this this evangelical pastor's answer, and a lot of the questions were pointed towards you know evangelicalism and Trump and evangelicalism and the Christian right, and you know like that they're connected. And he kept in his answers trying to get people to understand that they're actually pulled very far apart. But there's the 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 very vocal you know minority of people who've who've connected them. And yeah. so, like, I can read, like, that statement you read that this person who got so turned off by the church in the last few years, like, I can read it and say, well, I know they're seeing the wrong picture of the church. Yeah, I would agree, and she's a part of the church, too, but, like, I don't I don't know if I would agree with that pastor's article that it's the minority that have coupled them together. No, I, I mean minority in the sense of the big C church. In the, the, the big in the, C. That's that's what the I church mean. in America, and that's what that's if, what this pastor really tries to pull yeah. apart is that the church is way bigger than what we've politicized in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought he did a really good job of of trying. I thought to you were saying that it was just a small group of Christians in America. No, 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 have, no. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't think that's the case they, in America. Yeah, but I don't know. It's kind of set up that way, you know. Ever since World War II, like this is what it means to be an American. You go to church. It has to look like this, mm-hmm. and it starts there, and then it eventually evolves to all about the power. Which it is. It is about the power. Uh, what were we talking about a couple we weeks were, ago? We, when my friend, she sent me a Bible project video to watch um, on, like, spiritual beings and stuff, and they were talking about the Tower of Babel and... Um, just like the what the, the uh, this is, I forget what it was, but basically the three things that um, have been that society tends to fall into is like money, sex, and power. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we're talking about power. Well, and that's and yeah, and so what we kind of started talking about is that's unfortunately that's the mo of the church in America. Yeah. Power. It still leads into it's still well, it still leads into power ultimately, but the, you get that through money and then a byproduct. Unfortunately, we've seen too many times with mm-hmm. uh, church leaders is is the sex and the lust. You know mm-hmm. that they're those still those three things are still very prevalent um, in the church. Well, and just the fact that like so much compromise being made from maybe people who start off with great intentions, um, and then their church starts growing like crazy yeah. or something, yeah. and then people around them don't necessarily have great intentions and fluff them up and give them more power just yeah. for that other person's yeah. benefit. So you got all these lobbying groups that are going to come in and they don't care about the gospel. They don't care about, but they, I mean, Trump is a great example. Trump doesn't give mm-hmm. a rip about the gospel yeah. or Jesus or anything, nope. but he, he knew exactly how to play into what these people wanted. And it's just really sad to see. I agree. The whole, yeah. oh, well, he tells it like it is. And it's like, okay, like, is that what you're supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Is that because I think that's what Jesus you know, told us to do, tell it like it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, because you said one of the comments you made was we've got, we're really aware of one of the two of the three, but the third one, power, is like, we don't even notice. And that has to do with the whole celebrity pastor thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and and it doesn't even have to be like anymore, especially because of technology and social media. It doesn't even have to be a like a, a mega church with a mega TV ministry. Mm-hmm. But you know, you even look at. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not calling names in in terms of uh, what they do because I really don't know what they do. But like Transformation Church in Tulsa, you know, overnight mm-hmm. because of uh, YouTube posts. 
Facebook, yeah, yeah Facebook yeah. post mm-hmm. or whatever. Like suddenly their church became like this. I mean, it became a incredibly, incredibly influential church. Yeah, and like I said, I don't I, like I, a brand new pastor. Yeah, like mm-hmm. and and I mean, I don't know, I don't know what they do, so I don't have an opinion of what they do other than you think about how technology has made it to where anyone can be a celebrity pastor. Yeah. Any mm-hmm. church could be a celebrity church if they just if they literally push the right buttons. And that's what they're vying for. That's yeah. the problem. The churches are vying for that. Like, well, we've got to get more people to see this. We got to get yeah. more people mm-hmm. to see this. Neglecting the people that are showing up. Yeah. Um, and or never being satisfied with the amount of people that are showing up and yeah. not realizing like, and you got 200 people showing up. Like think about what 200 like faithful disciples could do to a community, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, well, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this just cause of my church, like, you know, our, our Christmas Sunday, we had, you know, 30 people in attendance and, you know, you could look down on that in a lot of ways, but what can 30 people do yeah. that, that honestly 200 couldn't do? Yeah. And who's like, who cares? Like, yeah. Is God unimpressed? You know, like yeah, that's yeah, what... and that's and it's all about mindset. Because like, I, in some ways, I was I was talking to to a buddy to and just what what's the future of the mega church? What's the future of like church in general? You know, through a pandemic and people coming together and and like, but like honestly, I think you're going to see a lot more growth coming out of just small, very small communities, ten to twelve people. Mm-hmm. But and, you may not see it. You yeah you may not see it and on I a think global I've talked scale about that or anything you, like that. Like, I just mean like I think a lot of places that are doing it right you never you never know yeah. because they don't yeah. they're uninterested in broadcasting it to everyone yeah. how well they're doing yeah mm-hmm. and I think that so like you may you may have churches that are totally just nailing it across all fronts and like impacting their community have like vibrant discipleship going on but. They're horrible with technology, mm-hmm. and they don't care to get any better with technology because yeah. it's not a necessity for yep. them. It's not a necessity for their community. It's not a necessity to reach people that are in their community with the gospel by having the coolest social media, by having an online stream that six people can watch, and yeah. like spending $30,000 to get uh, one of those set. Like, it's just, that's what, I, I mean, I've said it before, but like, I think there's, the people that are out there doing it right, you'll just never know, like mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. doing it right. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I hope to be. That's why I'm. If so, everyone knows I'm doing everything right. <laughs> just don't hear about it. <laughs> well, so everything I think we knows. All are. So everyone knows I'm struggling to do even one thing right. <laughs> but that's the. I think it's the acknowledgement of the struggle is the, <laughs> the first step, right? No, Isn't that what they say in a double down. Admit you have a problem <laughs> and stick to your guns. Yeah. Don't admit anything <laughs> wrong. Yeah, just John Gray it. I mean. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, John yeah. Gray. Pastor John Gray. Yeah. Well, you said you said 200 people, not to be like spiritual, but you said like 200 people, what they could make a difference. Shoot, it took 12, 13 for counting Jesus. They or flipped the that Judas's. mug upside down. T- <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Judas was replaced by another Judas. Oh, so 14? <laughs> Well, I think he, anyway, I, your point is is well taken. Like it doesn't take I mean, it doesn't take any of us for God to do something. I mean, that's the reality of it. Um, for for whatever reason, he Did chooses. Did you say reality? Because that takes me back to my cheese podcast. <laughs> no. That's a much just, better name. It, for whatever reason, he chooses, uh, you know, to to hopefully use us to to bring light into a dark world. 
And uh, I don't know why he he picked that method, but it's you know. Well, I think he realizes that it like it changes our hearts, you know. Yeah. When we are used to do something, but I think people have mistaken that of like, oh, it's gonna help me if people see that I'm doing this. Yeah. Instead of letting the moment be the change, it's gonna be let the picture or the post be the change. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like like short term missions trips. Yeah. Like they don't normally benefit the communities that the the team is going to like but they might benefit the team though the team yeah is like touched by it because they can't believe it but then yeah it's like well anyways that's a whole other podcast (laughs) it's a short-term missions trip podcast going places i've been seeing a lot of you know, churches doing Christmas stuff, yeah. like big Christmas productions. They're dropping a cool dollar. And I'm like, what? When you get to heaven, I think I said something like this last week, but I was like, when you get to heaven, I doubt God's going to be like, wow, well done, my good and faithful servant. You produce that little song special so well. Yeah. Like, congrats. Yeah. He, that's, I doubt that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's the tea on that. Anyways. Well, it's just I, th- I do think we're at an interesting point and, you know, we, we won't know what's come of this probably in our lifetime. I mean, you know, you can see things, you can see small changes, little incremental things, good and bad. But, you know, they're going to write books about this, this generation of the church one day. Um, so yeah, it's just going to be interesting. Books aren't outlawed. Well, <laughs> burned. <laughs> very real point. <laughs> but um, but anyway, I don't know. It's uh Right now, I was I was talking to a buddy, and I've basically, if I can be honest, I went on a massive rant on just why the, everything's wrong in the church right now, and it was all about a program that they're getting ready to institute here in the new year, mm. and you know, so he 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 just said, so what do we do? And I said, well, I don't know. I said, I I'm just here to see the problems. I'm not here to to solve the problems, but it's just because it's I, I don't know. Right now, it just seems like the problems are more prevalent than the answers, um, other than the 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 real answer is we just need to figure out how to focus our minds and hearts on the teachings of Jesus. And as our friend JMC says, uh, you know, being an apprentice of yes. Jesus, you know, being a follower and following the way, um, it's way easier to, to say than do. That's for sure. You are the way. I think that's it. What do you think? Yeah, you feel I think good? that's good. Yeah. Feel good. You feel good, Kyle? I always feel good. Producer Chris. I feel good. Well, all right. Well, take us out, Kyle. That's a wrap. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a couple of days with another podcast. Probably one that won't make you as angry. <laughs> at the church and or at us. Sorry. While you're at it, good. check out Reality, the all-new <laughs> podcast all about cheeses. <laughs> you got your monster, your Gouda. Cheddar? Kobe Jack. Gouda is good, but cheddar is better. <laughs> Kobe and Jack can kiss my <laughs> And we're out. You can go ahead and bleep out, but. <laughs> <laughs>